So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. Got a five-star review here on the Certified Buyers, of course, from Galena Esfihin. Galena, I botched your name. I apologize. Or maybe I did. Five stars. She says, absolutely amazing. Lots of great information. Can't wait to apply it in real life. Certified Buyer Agent. Just go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. You guys can get in there and take the Certified Buyer Agent course. First seven days are seven bucks, just a dollar a day future of real estate training.com keep the comments coming guys i love them and remember i eat feedback for breakfast so give me a one star review if you want or a five star review if you want i don't care and the more reviews we get the better guests we get so please subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening Welcome, Rockstar Nation. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market Podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. All right, Rockstar Nation, we got some news-worthy stuff to talk about today. Excited to be here with my co-host, Kevin Kaufman. Kevin, what's going on, my brother? What's up, brother? How are you doing, Pat? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Sunny day in Folly Beach, South Carolina today, so I'm excited. Can't complain about that, right? We've got a nice day here in Phoenix, too. Probably a little toasty later on, but right now, as the time of this recording, it's doing pretty good. Nice, nice. So you guys got 400, what, what did you just tell me before we started recording, 425 people coming to your conference? Yeah, man. So we've got a, a conference in Vegas this Thursday and Friday called Next Level Agents Live. And uh, I just checked right before you and I hopped on the line, 425 registrations so far and it's counting apparently there. I mean, and that's not counting the live streams. Isn't yeah. it weird um, how, cause I, I deal with this with my other company, GoBundance, where, you know, we have events too. And, and I always think after about 60 days to go, I think, well, n- nobody's going to sign up. Right. Because I'm such a planner, right. I'll plan shit a year in advance. Yep. And, um, I'm shocked, like how many people sign up with like five days to spare. You're still getting signups, huh? I'll tell you what. I well, I realize not everybody does their schedule the year before like I do. I still am blown away. The same thing. I mean, this this conference is in Las Vegas. It was planned. The dates were announced. We started selling tickets last May, and we even had like we've had registrations this morning. But there was one day last week where there was 39 registrations for this conference. That's Hmm. almost 10%. I'm blown away. I'm literally blown away. But hey, listen, I'm just happy that people are showing up. We've got a great event. We got people buying the live stream for the people that can't make it out. So I'm I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to do... we're gonna, I think we're going to put on a good show, and uh, we'll see. I guess we'll see. You know, the results will speak for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, congrats, cool, dude. All right, so let's uh, jump into some news, buddy. So, what's going on in real estate news this week? 
Yeah. So Pat, the one thing that hopped off the page at me over the last few days was Zillow suing Compass. And at first, this looks like it's not that big of a deal. It's just one company suing another over what looks like a poached employee. And it, it may be poached, you know, which is funny. Uh, wasn't it Zillow that- You're allowed to do that, right? Yeah. It's like, we're all free agents. It's America, not Russia. Yeah. And wasn't it Zillow who got sued by NAR a couple years ago for-, for, for uh, Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, but what I think this is, the reason why I think this is news and it's actually a big deal is I don't think this is necessarily about the employee that was poached. I, I believe this is Rich Barton, I guess, flexing his muscle and really stating, hey, you know what? I think Compass is a, they're a foe of ours. They're a direct competitor in the future as we look to change the landscape of real estate, you know, as they moved into buying real estate and creating this platform and this sort of different experience for the buyer and seller, I believe this was Zillow going, hey, I'm going to see if I can hurt them right now. This is- I'm Oh, wait a minute. Let's, let's dumb this down so a third grader can understand it. So, you know, people would look at this and they'd say, okay, here's Compass, which is a real estate sales brokerage, right? And here's Zillow, which is a, let's just say a mirror of the MLS on, online for the public. So they coexist. Like, why are they fighting? Why would they? Why would there be an undercurrent? Why would they be like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to sucker punch him? I believe this speaks to what both companies believe are the future of real estate, which is a more seamless experience that probably involves fewer real estate agents. I'm not going to say no real estate agents because I, I don't believe that, but I believe it, this speaks to what they see in the future, which is this, these companies, if you will, having more control over this transaction and the experience of buying and selling real estate. And I think these are two companies that are positioning themselves. You look at, look at Zillow, like, you know, when we talked about with the date when Zillow, they made the move, right? Spencer was stepped down or, or whatever they're calling it. And then Rich Barton stepped back in as a CEO. That was a sign. I, I think I said it on that recording was, I think this is a sign of we're no longer going to be real estate friendly where this is no longer an ad spend game for us. We have a new focus and that focus is buying and selling real estate and probably all the other things that go with it. And so my guess is that Zillow, uh, specifically Rich Barton and his board see Compass as a potential direct threat or competitor to them in the not so distant future. I mean, it's kind of crazy because they need to coexist, right? I mean, Compass needs Zillow. Zillow needs Compass, right? I mean, they're both, they Zillow. both, they both, you know, help each other. Zillow's you know. got, got the number one brand in real estate in our entire industry right now. Yeah. And so I don't, yeah, if I'm Compass, I definitely don't want to be on the opposite bad end of a Zillow target. And at the same time, obviously, you know, they're ramping up. I thought I read somewhere recently that they're planning to go to like 400 different or, or get up to 400 different people on their development team for their platform and their technology with what they're building and, you know, we talked about them buying contactually a few months ago. I think that was more of a, hey, CRM is actually of the least importance of all the things we've got to build. So let's go buy one, which is, you know, actually what I had said initially to, to Gary Keller when, I, when, they, when he started building his was I was like, why don't, why don't we just buy one? It seems weird that we're going to try to build one in-house and let's go work on more important things so we can be focused on what the real prize is. 
Yeah, I mean, there's got to be, it's got to be a technology play on some level because, meaning yeah. this lawsuit, meaning because, right, if the, if the guy, if they poached two, two of their top guys, I think it was their CTO or whatever, chief technology officer or somebody, right, if they poach these people, you know, A, you're allowed to do that, and B, if you're going to sue somebody, you sue the guy that got poached for a non-compete clause that he signed that said he, he won't go compete, right? So, you see the you sue the person, not the company. Yeah, my, my guess, and, and I don't know. You know, obviously, I'm not an attorney, and I don't I don't even play one on TV. And I I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. But my thought from a legal standpoint is maybe because we're talking about Zillow with them being a a publicly traded company. And granted, Compass isn't yet. They're they're clearly on the path, right? That with all the money that they've raised, one would think that would be a route that they go in the future to be able to pay back their investors. So my guess is, is because the scale of these businesses and the, the valuations that we're talking about and that they're publicly traded, which means they play by, well, Zillow is anyways, they, they have to play by different rules than, than the smaller private companies. So I don't know if that really plays into it or not. We should probably talk to an attorney about that or someone smarter than myself. But my guess is that probably has got something to do with it. Yeah. Well, makes sense. It's fascinating, right? I love seeing these guys throw around lawyer money, but uh, all right. Well, you, you know, that, that kind of ties into what I wanted to talk about next, which is, you know, these guys that have created this private listing service or, or they're calling it now. They're, I don't really think they call it. It's, it's called the PLS, right? And it's, it's really, believe it or not, which is a negative word, the pocket listing, right? Pocket listing, which is you know, a normal word in the commercial real estate realm, but in the residential real estate realm, it's a dirty word, right? And they've got 9,000 agents that are subscribers to this PLS, it's pls.com, pocket listing service. And what they're trying to do is basically they're skirting the MLS so that, you know, they're, they're, and they're selling a bunch of houses on this sucker too. So what they're doing is they're taking properties, putting it on the PLS, right? And now, mind you, when you're on the PLS instead of the MLS, you're not on Zillow, you're not on Redfin, you're not on any freaking app on anyone's phone except the PLS. And and so that's the strategy, right? It's uh, The whole thing came from the, an angst of, you know, I'm tired of someone taking all my information and giving it to someone for a price or, you know, I'm tired of having my information out there and me having no control over it, my listings about it. And, and so that's where it came from. And, and because of that angst and, be, and because of that, they got 9,000 agents signed up for this sucker and they're selling a bunch of houses through the PLS. Now, I wanted to get your opinion on this, Kevin. So I, I get where they're coming from. You know, there's, I'm going to read this quote late, if you could. If you'll bear with me for a moment, because I, this is uh, this is where I want to start. One of the founders, I think his name's last name is Dyson, uh, Chris Dyson. He says, in big cities and especially in places like Los Angeles, you have a lot of sellers who don't want their information shared publicly, and it can be difficult to get enough exposure for these types of properties. Up until now, the only way to market these private listings had been email or calling other agents in your network and hope that your list was good enough. What's up, 
uh, brokers, uh, team leaders, office managers, and rainmakers of teams. I got a question for you today. What are the two most frustrating things about running a real estate team? The two things that cause you more headaches than anything else. Think about it. The brokers I've talked to have all given me the same answer. Recruiting and retention. If you're in the same boat, if nothing you've tried seems to work, I've got some good news. Your problem finding, recruiting, and retaining high-quality agents are about to be over. I'm launching my new Retoot course, a course that provides an in-depth, first-ever look at the recruiting and retention secrets of the industry's top recruiters. To kick off Retoot's launch, I'm offering the course along with two other high-value items at a super low price to podcast listeners. Since I'm throwing in two free items with my Retoot Secrets course, I'm going to simply call it my 123 discount package. Okay, so let me talk to you about the 123 discount package. In addition to Retoot, you're going to get a subscription for each of your teammates or anybody in your office to my big profit weekly jackpot emails, which are basically agents from around the world giving advice on how to increase your profit on a daily basis in this business. If your agents put these effective, easy to implement tips to use, their sales and most importantly, their profits will improve. Plus, I'll provide you with a year's worth of monthly sales meetings, content to have at your sales meeting so you don't have to struggle figuring out what to say to your agents or your team. I'm calling it my Lunch and Learn Sales Training Series. That's an entire year's worth of sales meetings that you won't have to plan and that your agents are guaranteed to get massive value from. So to recap, purchasing the 123 discount package gets you one, my brand new retoot course, two, my big profit agents weekly jackpot emails for everybody in your office, and three, a year's worth of lunch and learn training sessions. If you want this limited time package, act fast and go to hybendigital.com backslash 123. Real easy, hybendigital.com backslash 123. You know, I'm not saying that that doesn't exist. There are... In fact, that's why things like Zillow Offers, Home, you know, OfferPad, and Open Door exist because there are people that don't want to deal with the entire sales process. And, but and, and to slow it down, I think what he's saying is if you have a piece of art that's worth a million dollars that you don't want in a photograph on an app that somebody pulls up while sitting in front of your house or, you know what I mean? Like this is a privacy issue, right? I, who knows? Maybe we should get him on the show because I would, I'd love to actually, have, can not, I don't want to say debate it, but I'd love to have a conversation with him because, uh, you know, and again, okay, I'm going to speak to my MLS here in Phoenix, Arizona. If we want to not display the listings to public sites, it's a checkbox in our MLS. We can still list it on the MLS and not display on public sites. I don't know if the other MLSs have that option or not. And I'm also not, 
I'm not about to say that there aren't people that feel that way because there are. However, the word a lot, I think is, or I should say the words a lot are definitely, I guess it's, what are you comparing that to? Are you comparing that to the other, to the 5 million transactions that happen on a yearly basis across the United States? To me, my problem with the PLS is that this is absolutely only focused on the realtor and it's not focused on the consumer. This is actually focused on the realtor. This is about quote unquote, our data, our information, all that, that same boring argument we've heard for years that that fight's over. We've lost that fight. It's gone. Um, what the, what concerns me or what, why I have paused for something like this is that this doesn't really put the, homeowners or sellers and buyers needs first. This is not about consumer behavior. This is about realtor, real estate agent behavior. And to me, the reason why we have companies like Open Door, OfferPad, Zillow, et cetera, is because we as an industry have historically put realtors first and the consumers second, if at all. And if we would just put the consumer first, we'd realize like this is why Zillow exists, consumers. And their desire for a different experience. I mean, when you really break down the buying and selling process as a consumer, it's terrible. It's all around terrible when you look at all of the different things that have to happen, which is why all of this is like, they like to use the word real estate prop tech. I don't know who invented that word. Prop tech, which yeah. means property technology. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, I think they're just making up words. And so they use this prop tech. The reason why these are there is to match consumer behavior. You know, this technology does not drive consumer behavior. Consumer behavior drives technology. And I think that as realtors, most of us have not realized that. We've gone, me, me, me. This hurts me and my ability to make money. And don't get me wrong. Selling real estate is how I make money too. Yes, this is something I also have to deal with. And I'm also just realistic about who the, who the problem is. And the problem is in the mirror. It's me. Like I've got to get better at what I do to my clients. And this to me just puts the agent or agents back in front of the consumer. And that's always a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, right. I mean, like who does it really benefit not to be on, I mean, really, if you don't want your freaking piece of artwork taking a picture of, just you know, take it at a different angle or, or put it in a storage bin or something. I mean, or don't take a picture of that room. I, I don't know. Okay, I get it. Let's just say that privacy does exist. People want it private. The thing is, by having it in a public listing service, a private listing service, whatever, it is not creating anywhere near the auction type atmosphere that the MLS would create. Yes. I mean, the MLS would create, I mean, that's the best auction ever, right? You put a house in MLS, price it right, and, then, and you're going to have this incredible, you're going to have bids from companies and agents you never even heard of before. But this private listing system is diminishes that, right? And again, you're, you're always going to sell something for more money at an auction with a thousand people there than you are with one person there. It's just, or two, you know what I mean? It just, it's just economics. Yeah, I get it. You know, I, you know, I look at this like in Phoenix, there's, we've got like somewhere between 35 to 40,000 licensees in Phoenix alone in the greater Phoenix area. 
This PLS has 9,000 members nationwide. If they were all concentrated in Phoenix, I still wouldn't feel comfortable putting my property on that because it's not even, it's, it's at best a quarter of the realtors. Who, you know, so I'm not, 75% of, of the realtors aren't seeing it and neither is the potential buying pool of people. And so, I, listen, pocket listings exist. I get it. Some people are like, I would sell if I had a buyer, but I really don't want to. I, I get all that stuff. Like, those, there are exceptions. But the rule is what you just said. The MLS is the perfect auction system. It opens it up to everybody. I don't, we can't, listen, we can't go, hey, I want to sell my house, and I want to get top dollar for it, but I, I, just, I just don't want anybody to see it. I just, you know, just pay me top dollar. Whatever the house for sale next door sold for, except mine's a little bit better. And then, but I'm not going to show anybody. You're just going to have to pay me full price. Like that just I, doesn't, that I, I almost, yeah, I almost feel like it would be like equivalent to Zillow's make me move where, you know, it's like, mm, I'd like to sell my house, but I don't want to do any of the work and I don't want anyone looking at it, you know, only on a case by case basis. And, you know, it basically is saying, oh, I'm drastically going to overprice this thing and you're going to bring me an offer and mm, I probably will decide I, I, I don't want to take it because I'm, I'm, now that the pressure's on, I don't know where I'd move to. You know, I just don't, <laughs> you know, I love this house so much. Totally. You know, you know what I mean? It's just wasting your time with these people. To, yeah. You know, and I get it, especially with some bigger properties or some unique properties. There's a time and place for some pocket listings, right? And but my concern here is like, I'm looking at the quotes that these guys, the, who created this PLS.com, their, their quotes are all about me, me, me as the realtor and how the Zillows of the world are cutting out the agent because they're getting the lead, you know, they're selling the information, you know, back to them in the form of leads, et cetera, because they have the traffic. And to me, that's a different issue. Pocket listing. Okay, great. Pocket listing. No big deal. But then just say, hey, we're doing this because of that. Like, to, that's the wrong thing. That just tells me you're focused on yourself and not the consumer. And, and, and again, that's, that's not good to start with the consumer second or even worse. Now, now, here's the thing. Like, if someone came out, right, if a company came out and said, we're going to build a pocket listing service or private listing service or whatever you want to call it, right, a, a listing service, and instead of selling the listing information to the public with a random agent's name that's paying us money so we can make money, right? It's going to say the listing agent's name on it, right? So the listing agent pays 500 bucks a listing or whatever to this company and they get their own name on their own listings, right? There's not that, that's genuine, right? That's, that's a real, you know what I mean? That's, that's a good reason to build a private listing service is because at that point, then, then you are cutting out Zillow and Redfin and some of these others from having other agents, uh, uh, you know, show up on your listings, right? But the thing is, how can you build that to scale so people are going to see that, right? As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. 
Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, Simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Well, the minute you start building at scale, what happens? You have a cost. And then when you have costs, you need revenue. And then when you need, once you realize you can create revenue, all of a sudden, this isn't all about, you know, doing good for the realtor. This, this is about, hey, it's a business now and we've got to make money. And they're just going to end up selling, <laughs> selling ads to realtors too. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, maybe I just don't get the whole privacy thing. Maybe because I'm, I'm such a public person, you know, I, you know, I'm just, I am who I am, right? I don't care. But maybe, maybe there is, that's just a, the nature of some people, especially with big houses. Maybe that's just their nature that they consider themselves private and something like this is very attractive to them. Hey, I guess, Pat, when you make your next 100 or 200 million, maybe you'll feel different, man. And yeah, then I, <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, let's move on, brother. All right. So um, agents are suing each other over over domain names let's talk about this one yeah this one kind of cracked me up and you mentioned like hey trying to stop other realtors for show from showing up on your listing you know online uh so <laughs> there is a broker who is suing uh Sotheby's rival for quote-unquote cyber squatting because they uh this this brokerage this this Sotheby's brokerage franchise i assume went and bought a url or a domain name that is a person's name who is a well-known broker in Las Vegas. He has, I believe, been in the industry for more than 20 years and founded a boutique brokerage called Simply Vegas back in uh, 2010, I want to believe. Big, it's a big deal. It's a big company. Um, they're one of the top state, top firms in the state of Nevada by sales volume. Like, they sell a lot of real estate. Well, there's a Sotheby's franchise or Sotheby's office who went out and bought his name as a URL. Uh, it's Gavin... Earthstone, G-A-V-I-N-E-R. I just, I just clicked on it. I just clicked on it and it went to, it went to Sotheby's. <laughs> Pretty funny. So, you know, I'm laughing at it and I bet this guy's frustrated. I'd probably be frustrated too, but good God, could there be like, could we not like use the courts for this and lawyers? I mean, dude, you didn't buy the domain, your own domain name. Like that's on you. I don't have my domain, my I, only, I have it with my middle initial, but not just my first name and last name. I couldn't get it. I bought it too late. And uh, it's like, sorry, too bad. I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. To me, I mean, I bought hyben.com and, you know, there's, there's tons of hybens in the world. I'm not getting sued because I own hyben.com, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just got it early, right? I mean... This happened in my market, in my local market, and it was probably 20 years ago when domains came out that an agent, Stephen James, bought ElaineNorthrop.com, and Elaine Northrup is Craig Northrup's mother, 
And, you know, at the time, you know, it was, I, I think he bought a couple of agents' names and there's nothing she could do about it. Right. I mean, just is what's just one of those things. It's, it, you know, is it sneaky? Yeah, it's sneaky. Is it dirty? Yeah, because you're, because you're kind of, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just, you just, I mean, whatever. And I think what eventually happened, like for years, he kept it. And I just looked at it now and it looks like he either sold it to Craig or he, or he finally gave it up and just gave it to him. Or maybe Craig took him out to lunch and was like, come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just like, that's one of those things. It's like, come on, man. I mean, she should really just be like, all right, you know, you finally come. But here's the thing. Donald Trump did this to Ted Cruz. Do you remember this? Yeah, I remember hearing something about it. I don't remember all the details. Well, I, they I, were, it was when uh, it was when you know before he was even nominated as a you know the candidate, and it was down to like five candidates, and Ted Cruz was one of them. And his, Ted Cruz's IP guy, you know, let it expire, and then Trump sent out a tweet literally the next day and was like. TedCruz.com just expired, and my guy picked it up, <laughs> and it went um, and he forwarded it to, to the Trump page. And so, but, you know, it's the same thing. It's just dirty. You know, you just don't, yeah, don't do that. I mean, you know, I, I look at it as this way. I, I guess I look at it as you're buying traffic, right? I mean, that's what you do when you, have, when you, when you go and you run ads on Google or, or Facebook or any other search engine uh, or site. I, I look at that as buying traffic, and... I'm not sure this is too different. Now, have they used the website to build a, you know, or use the domain to build a website that maybe slandered him or said something bad about him? I, that, that I would have a problem with. But in this case, I'm just... Oh, you, it's just forwarding. It's just one of those things. You can do it, and, there's, and I think it's legal. There's nothing wrong with it, and it is what it is. You know, if Trump can do it to Ted Cruz, then, then this lady can do it to Gavin, and he just needs to suck it up and be like, hey, you know, that sucks, but what are you going to do? I mean, here's the thing. If you're paying money for, if you're paying money for, you know, SEO, it's not going to matter anyways. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, again, I just, uh, to me, I'm just shocked. I just got to a lawsuit. Like, I can't believe that. An, I hope a judge sees this and goes, no, sorry. I got, there's actually, there's actually real things we need to, to spend our resources on here in this court. And uh, you, you, you two can go figure this out on your own. Yeah, and how much money are you going to spend? Well, he probably spends a lot because he's like, that's my family name or that's my name. And it is a, an odd name, right? So he's probably the only Gavin M. Stone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the though, social security number. I'll bet you that there's another Gavin Stone somewhere. And who's to say that, or Earthstone, whatever his name is, it's Earnstone. Who's to say that there's not another one somewhere and that he doesn't want the website or the URL. I mean, too bad. I don't, I just don't think this should go to court. I get it. It sucks for him, especially with the name and reputation he's built in Las Vegas. He's got a great company. It sounds like, and they're, they're thriving and dude, sorry, you kind of missed out on this one. Too bad. So sad. Yeah. 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 Too bad. So sad. All right, all right. Let's get let's let's move on. What uh, what else we got? I think that was. I think that might have been in it in the news for for this week, at least yeah, as far as anything big or, or new. Saw a bunch of kind of look like recycled stuff over the last couple of days. Uh, must be slow news cycle uh, this month or this time of year because everyone's busy selling real estate. But 
I guess we'll see what, what pops up here in the next week or two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's always something. Well, listen, buddy. Well, good luck on the uh, good luck at the at the event. I uh, hope you crush it and look forward to uh, catching up on uh, more real estate news next week. Right on, man. Hey, I appreciate it, Pat. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you then, my man. All right, Kevin. All right. See you later, rock stars. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. Thank you so much for listening to the State of the Market. If you have any news you would like us to cover, please go to Next Level Agents on Facebook or send an email to info at rebusuniversity.com. That's info at rebusuniversity, R-E-B-U-S, university.com, and we'll be sure to bring it up. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.